So this is Alleghenians versus the Coronavirus, where we talk about pretty much all things in this current time. So today we have Tin Lee from Columbus, and as always, Shaylin from uh, Los Angeles. Of course, we were kind of just taking, or we were letting like Duquesne and like Pitt take the lead in what they were doing, but I mean, what, Edinburgh was supposed to return like in April, and I'm sure at this point they didn't. So I don't think anyone even has a plan for fall 2021. But at the very least, I think they're anticipating no one returning. But granted, they're not going to tell us that yet because everyone would, I'd start bawling. But I mean, it makes sense. Think about just how many people are coming from high risk areas. How many people are from New York City? Like I, it's totally not a good idea for us to go back. It's just, it's not. If things don't magically get better within the next few months. Which is, it's realistically not going to get better. Yeah, <laughs> realistically, no. Or if it does, whatever reprieve we get from the summer, it's coming back in the fall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean... So it's... Oh, this is so insane. It's kind of wild, though, because my um, Ecuador kind of study abroad, they're still planning on going, you know, and, like, we're still having our, like, pre-departure meetings and stuff like that. Do you know what it's like in... Ecuador right now? Because I know Central America, at least Nicaragua, has like maybe 20 cases right now. Yeah, no, so in Ecuador, though, they have this one, like, I think it's one or a couple cities of their third major city, I think, and if you look on, like, YouTube and all these other, you know, just online in general, you can Mm -hmm. find that, like, there's been dead, they don't have enough um, resources to uh, to, you know, Sorry about that, my mom called me. But uh, they don't have enough resources to, like, make coffins to bury the dead. Oh my There's just, like, dead people in the, in the streets. That's, that's sick, I guess. I know, so I really don't know if I will be going, you know, just on... I don't really think I'm going to go in the first place. Just I mean, like, I'm going to go in the second semester, definitely. But, like, I don't know. I mean definitely <laughs> not definitely but yeah. you know, it's all up in the air which is kind of amazing no everything is absolutely everything is and I think that's what I guess is like kind of a segue I just weirdly enough I've been keeping up with Texas <laughs> just because I feel like they aren't really taking the serious but they are taking the economy very serious right now so I guess when we're talking about recovering what are your guys' thoughts? I, I mean, we have someone that's an econ. I feel like I just kind of talk out of my ass on this and just say things that I've read. Yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on people worrying about like the economy not being able to bounce back and like the stimulus package and stuff? Um, I mean, like, in my opinion, it's like a um it's a, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, you can you can give us all stimulus packages um and give us money, but at the end of the day, we're still gonna be trillions of dollars in debt and we're still gonna have to work that off. But at the same time, like it's valuing like the like the country's debt versus the the citizens itself. Um, in my opinion, um, I think I think the stimulus package is pretty pretty good. But like then again, like from the stuff that I've been reading, like college students who questionably, debatably need it the most aren't getting anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, that was a really big oversight. Who was included and who wasn't? Yeah, um, I think. Like Ohio, from I was talking to a friend about this, but Ohio, where I am, where I, where I am right now in Columbus, like it's doing the best. It, like it's one of the best like 
stays dealing with quarantine right now in mm-hmm. terms of like economically and stuff like that, economics and stuff like that. Um, and just like safety overall. Um, and like they're, they have a thing where it's like, if you list as unemployed, um, you get like a, you get like a, a hundred dollars or something like that, like every week. So like you get like a lot of money um, if you're unemployed. And um, I was honestly thinking about like, just like quitting my job that I have right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not working at and just like risk losing that job opportunity and connection just to get yeah. that kind of money. Because yes, like you still need to survive, but like I can't work and I'm still employed. Yeah. Um, yeah so no. it's, it's just like a it's, a, it's a, it's a weird situation. And like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I don't think we're going to, bounce back because like it's gonna take time um obviously um it's just it is what it is like 2020 was projected to be the most most like jobs like the most opportunity and then this comes in and just destroys us so it's like yeah yeah we're gonna take a fall from that because of the anticipation and like the people expecting to have jobs and like yeah it's just it's just gonna hit hard in my opinion yeah, I feel like it's just, it's a loss that people have to take. No one could have anticipated it. So I think it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous to expect us to really like, kind of just take this in stride. Like no one's really going to come out of this doing well. And I think even yeah. the efforts kind of, it's just pointless. I, I don't, I mean, okay. I don't think the effort's pointless because I guess we could curb some damage. I, I just, I don't know. I remember hearing them talk about at least yesterday when I accidentally watched the news and it's just, you know, sucking you in. Um, I think the 230 billion that they gave small businesses, I think that's kind of around the figure has already kind of ran out just, you know, from being overloaded with requests. And now they're thinking about giving like another 130 billion. It, just, yeah, it, it seems like it's going nowhere, you know? It's just gonna be like this faucet of like just payments towards businesses it's not you know do anything and like if you're thinking about it right now like what how do how do they come up with that money they're just printing more money yeah (laughs) so like our inflation and like everything that's going on right now is just going to destroy like everything that we've worked up to like be in this like kind of boom of an economic like area um and so i don't know like it is it is like a toss-up like do you value human lives right. or, do you, or do you mad do you value uh like kind of the economy yeah i mean like it's it's that and it's also like do you value the short term like alleviation versus the long term like prominence of yeah. no not having as much inflation um and just like stuff like that it's it's a tough thing to decide on but like someone's got to do it and it's happening already so like we can't really do anything about it yeah and state by state at that i mean i'm kind of grateful if i've ever been grateful for decentralized government it's now just because i know california's like pretty strict on we're not opening anything until you know the coast is clear but when will that be uh i know tourism's totally taken a hit and that's kind of <laughs> our income yeah. So like I we're not gonna be doing well after this, but at least you know I feel safe. But I can definitely get for, um, like states like Texas that like rely on tangible goods, and if no one's buying it, where are they gonna be at the end of this? You know, like mm-hmm. I totally get the fear. It, it makes sense. It's just it's a matter of I guess yeah what what you value. I I remember hearing one of the senators. Um, I think he was appealing for something on the floor. 
and he said something along the lines of if or no this wasn't on the floor this was definitely on fox news um he said something along the lines of if you had to give me if you gave me the opportunity to either um save lives now or like ensure a future for my kids then i'm taking the latter like every single time so i guess i don't know what do you guys think about kind of equating death now to like failure later like i i think it can be impactful if we're all in a dump in 30 years and no one can really bounce back or even have a savings after this like that could be really detrimental but like the same as 2.3 students dying because we opened up all the schools again you know yeah. yeah i i i think in my opinion which is kind of based on like you know a bunch of other people's opinions that i've heard um so i think the, one of the biggest things would be widespread testing and like testing antibodies testing well if you have the coronavirus in the first place you know but i think whenever that point is that we get testing to be like hundreds of thousands of people of people like uh weekly you know and they can they can see if you have it and you say like a business say like you work in a skyscraper you can't you can't like uh actively make your like business like make all the employees be able to work again until you know that they don't have the virus and because whenever they come back you know they can reinfect you know you can be infected but also like if there's widespread testing, we know who has it, who doesn't, you know, we can kind of keep it like, kind of have like, you know, log all these people in there, create the de- like, not like coronavirus de- database, but like, have something like that, you know, or like, and especially in schools and stuff like that. So then we know. So if there's a, if there's a risk, we can take that risk. Or if there's a huge risk, we don't have to take that risk if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I know Japan's developing something like that now. And I think back with the SARS epidemic, they did something like that. Um, I forgot like the place that that hit really hard, but it was essentially an app that showed you where like different infected people are. But then again, that was, I don't know, that that was more helpful um, because I think those areas are a lot more like surveillance than we are. So they could kind of keep tabs on where people were, where like we don't really have that sort of thing here. Um, but we're at one percent testing, so testing's totally like something that we need to step yeah. it up on. So yeah, that's a really good point. I forgot testing would kind of solve, or not solve, but it would definitely help us open things up more because it's it's totally viable if you know. Well, I mean, I guess they don't know about reinfection, but if you know if someone's either entirely uncovered, recovered, or hasn't had it. I don't see the point in making them stay in. I mean, there's that, but I also think like, so my brother works at a hospital and he tells me how like, how overcrowded that the hospital is for testing people. And I don't know what his opinion is, but in my, like, I think that like, yes, we should have widespread testing, but there are going to be people who like are catching symptoms and they're going to freak out if they're going to have the coronavirus or just a regular cough or cold. And they're going to go in there and get tested. And if they happen to have it, they're going to infect all those people who don't have it. And that's just going to be really bad. Because then, then, like, okay, you may not have it that day and you get tested for it. But then the two days later that it actually shows up the symptoms and actually shows that you have it, you already have it. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we're going to have, it, it's, it's, we should definitely implement widespread testing. But like, 
at the same time, you need to make sure that like we have regulations to say if you are feeling anything like sickness or anything like that, do not show up because chances are if you have it, you're going to infect the people who don't have it, who are just testing to make sure they're good and cleared. Yeah, that's fair. Probably different locations. I was also thinking maybe like at-home tests, but then you run the risk of either someone failing to do the test correctly. And yeah. if you're supposed to submit it yourself, and what if they don't want to know if they have it and they just never send it in? Like there's just, there's so much room for either human error or just like, you know, purposeful like sabotage that like yeah. maybe idea i i mean like the human in my like is inherently selfish like there's we have greed like it's known to be a thing um we're greedy people um which i like i'm not saying like i'm generalizing because obviously like there are people who are super greedy um but like like if someone is in that situation and they have to provide for their family and you have like home testing they're obviously going to take the ladder like you said preserving your kids future it's just it's just a list of priorities that like people don't weigh out properly due to their their selfish reasonings. Like I I went to go hang out with a friend like the other day in his car since he came back and was home for a couple of days. Selfish, but I need I'm a very social person and I did it. But that was the one interaction after like I've been quarantined for like three weeks now. Yeah. Um, and I don't have it. Uh, I don't know if I have it or not because I haven't tested myself, but like I'm pretty positive <laughs> I don't have it. That's such um, a scientific way to go about that. That was such a bio thing to do. Being like, I don't have it. Well, I haven't been tested, so I don't know. Oh, My yeah. antibodies. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. But like, at the end of the day, like it. It. It's just like, people are very social beings, and like, for me, I. Like FaceTiming and things like this help a little bit, but I'm a very much like person who like- Yeah, you can't, you can't really gain the like, the things you gain out of a real person to person talk as you can on Zoom or FaceTime that- You like, can't replicate like just human interaction. Yeah, you just, yeah. It, it sucks. It really sucks. Maybe one day when the technology becomes like that advanced, but today yeah. it really- And then we'll have like other problems. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, okay, I, I don't know. I really like the idea of, like, people being self... Not that I like the idea of people being selfish, but I think more recently I've been trying to think of it in a different way in that yeah, I can see where it's selfish because you're risking yourself and the people around you. But to some extent, it's kind of... I feel like it's it's slightly self-preservation. Um, I know I'm glad if you know we live in any time it's kind of a time where people really care about mental health like I feel like if this happened in the early 2000s people would kind of be like all you have to do is sit on the couch and no one would say anything in return but like now a lot of people are like hey I get it's really hard you being in a room all day and I don't know that's kind of comforting but I, I feel like people I have a lot of friends that still go to each other's house and they're like well we're both clean so whatever and it's kind of annoying because yeah, that's, I, that's fucked um, up. Yeah, it's it is. That's, but to some extent, that's like a selfish point where you're like, you know, I I'm not well, not that like hanging out with friends is selfish because I mean, I mean I have so many brothers and sisters at this house that like you know just like, yeah. hey, what are you doing? You know, so it it <laughs> kind of like takes out my need for socializing with others that much. You know, so I kind of have, have like a good part of it. You know, and I have like a you know two moms that all they do is work out. So it's just like, oh, I might as well work out with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I wish I had other people to keep me accountable for stuff right now. Yeah. Or I have my mom, but my mom's kind of 
My mom's an essential worker, so she's typically gone throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so is my brother. He's, like, switching shit. Like, they cut his hours, obviously, because he works at a hospital to, like, mm-hmm. like mitigate the risk of, like, inten- uh, cross-contamination and stuff like that. But, like, he's – so, like, since I've done that, I've, like, quarantined myself back in my basement again and done my, like, two-week thing again and, like, starting it all over again, obviously, because, like, if he gets – sick or content like gets the coronavirus and he can't work and then yeah oh my god I know the thought of just like where do you go if someone you know you you're quarantining with catches it that's just like oh my god it's yeah I I don't even know how to go about that god willing it's very nerve-wracking to say the least I had a I had a uh, zoom yoga um this morning you know, and I went to my stepmom's gym and I've been kind of working with her every so often, like her Zoom fitness trainings, you know, mm-hmm. she can't do three at a time, you know, that'll, that'll make you just so tired. But like, anyway, yeah. I do like one a day, you know, and so like today's was with this yoga instructor, which is kind of not social distancing, but at the same time, like you just do what you do, you know? Yeah. So he said something to me that I think really struck like a great point, you know, this, this whole period, don't, don't think of it. When is it, when is it's over and things aren't just going to go back to normal. You know, it's going to take months, you know, we just have to find the new normal. And as if, if you kind of have to think of the kind of optimist view of even as I sit in my room, you know, what can I do to like help myself? What can I do to learn, you know, or, and what can I eventually do to find myself in a month and be happy, you know? And so whatever you need to do, if it's sleep, if it's read a book, watch Netflix, it's always good to just know like, hey, like you're making yourself happy and that's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I feel like over the past two weeks, I've been, you know, you, you sit in your room and then you might go downstairs, see what's going on. Nothing's probably going on. So it's like, oh God. But recently I've, got a nice little mental capacity on that you know yeah i think it's like anything you go first what are you saying (laughs) okay um i think if anything yeah like a benefit of this is like mental health and like because i think a lot of people especially like college students they 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 use college as a as a like a mechanism to just like not overwork themselves but like keep themselves busy Uh and like not distract them from the the problems that they're facing um, and I think being isolated, yes, it's like a double-edged sword because it could go worse, but it could go better at the same time. Cause like you're, you're, conf- you're forced to confront those problems. Um, and depending on the family situation you're in, like you might have the support you need and you might not. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like we have the technology to use FaceTime. Sure. It's not as supportive and like could, as intimate as it could be. You still have that kind of support to branch out and like say like, yo, I'm, I'm not really feeling well like I'm kind of depressed and stuff like that I think this will help a lot of um college students specifically figure out what they actually want to do with their lives yeah um like on top of call like it's just it's just wild and like I also like back to the point where you said like there's not going to be like a normal we just have to find the new normal I think it's very like I've been seeing so many Instagram posts of like people who are saying like oh I can't wait why can't people just listen so things can go back to normal? Like, obviously, like, it's pretty ignorant to say that because things aren't going to be normal. Like, yeah, because if this ha- we have to prepare, if this happens again, it's going to be going to the same exact thing. And so we have to change 
like our society to a way where we can adapt to this a lot more suitably than we are currently. Um, I don't know. It's just like, it is kind of weird. Cause like, if you look at college now, like there's going to be a huge, in my opinion, there's going to be a huge um, drop in colleges actually doing things. Like I think a lot yeah. of colleges are going to go out of, not out of business, but yeah, essentially. I, out of business. Like, I feel like a lot of colleges are going to go out of business because well, you, you finish your thought. Because one, like, I think the people who are excelling at these online classes who previously went to state schools or schools to socialize are going to realize, hey, I can get this degree and learn and be very productive. Because at the end of the day, most jobs, you just need a degree. Like, they don't need to know what college you go to mm-hmm. to get, like a, like, a job that's, like, suitable to your, like, living preference. Yeah, especially um, for undergrad. It's just not important. Exactly. And then so, like... Colleges like Yale, Stanford, their prices are going to ramp up because the people who deem like classes in person are going to find more value towards it, um, which I definitely think it's yeah. very more valuable to have in-face uh, classes. Yeah, face. But there are going to be a good majority as well who think that online classes are more beneficial for them. Um, and so due to that, it's going to be more online classes with a lot cheaper alternatives but like so like overall like the college scheme is going to be the whole university thing is just going to be like shaken up and changed overall you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> so i also think there's going to be a sharp drop off of people that are going to be attending colleges next semester in case <clears throat> this goes online yeah these people like first of all people haven't been working you know for the past two months and so therefore, I don't think anybody's going to be able to afford, I don't think, no, not anybody, but I think there's going to be a very small portion of people that are actually going to afford to send their kids to even online university, because how much yeah. can that be? You know, we guys are, I mean, it's, especially for Allegheny, we have quality, like, education online, too. You yeah. know, it's, it's rigorous at that point. But I just don't think people are going to want to do online classes. Especially oh. if you go to a place like Allegheny, mm-hmm. because I feel my whole thing is I love uh, t- teacher to you know professor to you know student interaction, yeah. interaction, you know, and I, I thrive on that interaction, you know, and that's for me it's it's hard to say that like yeah I'm excited to go back next semester if it's in person but online I'm gonna be I might still do it but I'm not gonna be happy doing it. Yeah. I, I, I really do agree with that statement. Um, I mean, like, next year's going to be my senior year. Like, I'm not going to want to do an online class and just, like, not have any memories. Like, if anything, I'll probably just end up just, like, going to a friend's house and, like, doing things with them. I don't know. Like, Yeah, you know, it's, it, it changes the whole thing. Even, like, all three of us, like, Greek life. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's become like a large part of our lives. And like, I used to kind of think like maybe two years ago or maybe even last semester, you know, I went, might've thought, oh yeah, Greek life is great, but I necessarily wouldn't need it for my like college life to be as good as it was, you know, but I realized, oh yeah, these interactions and the friends I've made, most of them are through Greek life sometimes. Not most of the, but a good majority of it. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. I think I definitely have a different experience, mostly because I think I'm newer to Alpha Chi, and it's like, I I didn't really join it 
to meet new people. I just kind of joined it. <laughs> Sorry if any of them are, I, I don't think anyone are listening, but I just, it's not really that, I don't, I literally did it on a whim, <laughs> just to be honest. So it's definitely like a part of Allegheny that I miss. I think now that I have littles, it's, it's actually kind of like, I, I want to go back to see them. Yeah, right. Definitely yeah, just for sure form of personal attachment that I have to Allegheny, whether it's like a club or like I have a club on campus that's still really new and we were really going to use this semester to try and get prospective students because most of us are like rising seniors. So now kind of the future of my club is up in the air. There, there's just, I think anything, even- Your club is uh, Green Sox, right? Green Students of Color Society, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, we don't have a lot of people that are underclassmen, so it's, mm-hmm. that's going to be screwed if we don't even come back for the fall and then we're expected to have positions in place for spring and who knows what spring's going to look like even, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the lifespan on these things, it's not like a year, or even a year and a half, like you end up more often than not, like, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone that knows you, you end up living with these things. You just learn how to cope or you come up with a vaccine, like yeah. these things don't go away so the likelihood of us just going back to normal even within a year and a half is insane like handshakes are probably done even forms of like shared food drink even utensils that might look different like there's so many things that are going to be done for a while if not completely phased out culturally because this is just going to be a part of our lives yeah is it what it's italian culture right that kisses each other on the cheek twice i think a couple I have yeah. a few Hispanic family members that do it. Actually, all of my dad's side does it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. That, that, that'll probably change. Um, but then again, it also goes with the people who like, like to stick to traditional values. Yeah. There's people who generally like to change and adapt to situations. It's just... Also, do you guys like this cup? <laughs> I don't. I know. I don't like it at all. I love this cup. It's a good one. That's it so says, funny. It says it's okay to love Erie. I think it's really true. Yeah, it, it is. I think before I, I went to Erie, I was like, oh, great, a Meadville, but with a Target. I don't care. Yeah, you know. I was like, this is better than Meadville. A Meadville with a Target. A, a Meadville with a Target and a lake, you know. I know, and a lake. <laughs> but no, I think, I don't know, if you're in Meadville for too long and you go to Erie, it, it might as well be Times Square. <laughs> I know. Oh, love that. No, it's. I, I personally, I love Meadville. I love Meadville. I know. Yeah. I miss it. I, I, I strangely miss it so much. I miss Tim Hortons. <laughs> Wait, I don't even. I don't even miss Tim Hortons. I just love like the low key, just like, just like not like villager, but like villager aspect. If you get that vibe, kind of, it's like everyone, that it's a community. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like chill, relaxed, and everyone kind of like everyone like cares for each other, like, to a certain degree, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I think I miss Meadville because it's, I'd rather be there right now. But I know if, I, if we were still there, you know, all this didn't go down, I would definitely be on, like, my hundredth, I'm ready to go home, you know? Yeah. It's so like, I, it's one of those places that it's really, like, you, you miss it only when you're home. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for you sure. You're not, you're not roaming around every day being like, oh, this place is amazing, except on Sundays, because when you wake up and go out to breakfast, it really, it really, 
Really not sick. everyone goes to Market House every Sunday, Jack. No, okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna be the, the the different side here. I I honestly like really love me, Bill. Like I appreciated so much. Um, just because like I consider it like a home more than my actual home. If oh, I'm gonna no, be honest. Um, cause like, yeah, I have like a house, but like my dad works in California and he's here now. Um, and so like, I don't know, it's just like a different vibe, you know, like, you do have like a really, you do have a family there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I have more of a, like not to hate on my family, but like I have more of a family (laughs) at Allegheny who I can talk to and like confide in versus mm-hmm. my family here yeah like i'm really close with my brother because my brother lives here as well and he works and stuff like that and like i would get along with him really well over the summer but like it's just like my family overall isn't like close enough to like divulge in like super serious topics or yeah. just like hang out and relax like at allegheny like in college time like when everyone's there like i can in the house of five side like i can literally just go around walk into a room sit down and be like yo what's up dude and they'll just be like super chill with it and i'll just like we'll, like, we'll watch mm-hmm. TV or like listen to music or do homework together and oh like here's just like okay i'm stuck in a basement i have no motivation no one can really like i don't have like a, i'm five years younger than my brother and my dad's obviously way older than me and so like i can't really like connect really well to a certain degree and it's just like yeah. Yeah, i mean like it is what it is no that makes sense i yeah that's definitely yeah i mean it's just a difference of experiences yeah Yeah, but i totally get it i i totally see its charm like anyone that's i have my retainer in i'm sorry (laughs) um but i i definitely see it i could just hear it when i said charm yeah (laughs) um anyone that loves meadville i i don't begrudge you that i i see it especially around now in the fall i totally oh it's beautiful yeah i'm kind of bummed that we're not there right now just because of how nice it is around this time. I know my it's weird, not but... My weirdest thing that I love about Allegheny so much is in the mornings, you know, on like a fall, spring day, when everything's bloomed, and then on like the red, red cobblestone. Yeah. It looks, I mean, the red brick, it looks so good. And it's just <laughs> no, my, no, you, it completely tops it, going to Brooks, around daylight savings time when it's around like five or six and it's like kind of dusk and the sun's going down behind golden hour so good but it's like a little bit past golden hour like it's starting to get dark yeah when a group of people are going to brooks and you just see the sunset oh my god i miss it so much shout out yvonne i miss her dude miss yvonne yeah I mean, I, okay, this is something that I don't, I don't know, like, the nature of this, so I can't really speak on it, but I remember hearing before we all left that, um, specifically from Yvonne, that their jobs obviously were kind of up in the air because it's contingent on us, you know, being there, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I remember I saw something a few days ago, or time has kind of warped, so it might have been last week or two <laughs> weeks ago, but it was someone, someone that works I think in Kins, I forgot his name, but it was him like with the sign that was like Gator Strong. And I was like, that's sweet. Are they paying you? Like, I couldn't tell. I saw that too. I was just like, oh, that's nice, you know, but. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know whatever happened with that job thing. I feel like I heard that they were going to try and do something, but I don't, I don't know what came of it. 
So I didn't know. I was hoping someone would be like, oh, and then tell me, but neither of you guys did. Um, I, I, I'm not totally positive. I know we have an emergency fund. Maybe they're using okay. that. Oh, that's good. Okay. But at the end of the day, also, like, we, we don't know how much of the fund that Allegheny has yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a business. We got $2 for so, you, boys. Yeah. <laughs> they, could, they could just, like, I don't know. It, it, like, it is what it is. People are going to have to make some cuts and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's wild. Because, like, their job is, like, all year round. Because, like, yeah. like, because a lot of students come in in the summertime and a lot of summer, like, visits and camps and stuff like that. So the workers are still employed over the summer. So it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, getting, uh, they're getting paid in stale fried potatoes. <laughs> that was too far. I'm sorry. Jesus. So unnecessary. I thought that was funny. I miss it so much. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I miss it. It reminded me of Potato Mondays. Oh my gosh, their potatoes are so good. You have Potato Mondays? Um, I was thinking about like a thing that um, happened a couple like last year and like two years ago. Uh, there was an alumni, John Seaver. Shout out, John. Oh, he, that's him. He, he, he had, like, he loved potatoes, and he, we had a fryer at the time, so we'd always just, like, fry French fries and stuff like that every Monday like, after chapter, and, like, it'd be a good thing to, like, hang out and just, like, have, like, a couple brews or anything like that, and just, like, bring people over and just, like, have people, like, like come look at the place. So it was a really good time. I enjoyed those. Good excuse to bro down on a Monday. To <laughs> bro down. <laughs> It's always good to throw it. There's any excuse you need, throw down Monday through Friday. I can do it. <laughs> Not Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Saturday and Sundays are for recovery. I thought those were for the boys. They and also, you know, it's, it's straight up just, just chaos Fridays and Saturdays. Chaos. Saturdays and Sundays. You don't know what's going to happen. I feel like it's like a Russian roulette. <laughs> just it, it is. It really is. There'll be somebody that is nice, and then there's going to be someone that just. Not so nice. Not so nice. They just do it. It's oh. like your guys' parables. Sometimes people are nice. Sometimes people are. Yeah, that's how, that's how I deal with life. Yeah. Way of life, babe. That's the way of life. Oh, Shaylin, did you did you uh did you li- listen to that um video I sent you yesterday? I have no idea what you're Phil talking Marm about. Video. Oh no, I didn't. Mostly because I don't like. That was a Marm. really good video. What was it about? Okay, I saw so, so it was about like um, the news cycle and like how 24 hour news cycle kind of um, talks about the coronavirus. And it was, um, you know, how they have those headlines of like apocalypse. Yeah. Like, and all these other like kind of, kind of like disaster porn, you know, like so people get scared and, and um, yeah, people get scared and stuff like that. Disaster porn? No, yeah, like, no, it's, like, the video is titled Disaster Porn. I, like, I really, I want you to, I'll, I'll send it to you, and, and whoever's listening to this, I will definitely look up Bill Maher Disaster Porn, because it is the best commentary I've heard in a while. But Shaylin left, I think, but she will be back soon. Oh, yeah, so anyway, it's about this, and so Bill Maher goes on to say, like, he, she misses when like news was reported on and then you could kind of decide if what you wanted to feel about it yeah you know but now we're getting told how to how we are supposed to feel about it 
And so it's, it, it makes people scared and just generally like, you know. Personally, I've never been really fond of watching the news. Like no. I really believe in like ignorance is bliss, which is kind of bad. Cause like I'm supposed to not be ignorant anymore, but like just like watching the news, it's always like sad stories. And like, I'm not gonna lie. I also don't like really follow politics that much. So it's like, I don't, I don't really like to mess around with that stuff. And I don't like to, I don't know. It's just like, it always just makes me in like a vexing or like depressed mood. So I don't really like it at all. Um, I understand. I've, I've gone less and less lately. Yeah. But like, I think also like in the turn, like I'm also just like wasting my days away watching YouTube and just like reading like pointless stuff. But so you, like, have you had fun doing that? I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but I've yes, also yes. become more stressed because I'm neglecting my studies. That's all that matters. I wouldn't neglect <laughs> your studies, but I, I would not sometimes say do that, that also. So I, I can't judge you on that one. I mean, like, I'm not neglecting my studies, like, but, like, to a certain degree, like, it's just, like, it's you're really not, like, I understand, but you're not going, like, as much as you want to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I personally just, like, I need, uh, not need, but I really, it really benefits me for someone, like a professor, to talk to me, like, one-on-one and be like, yes. you need to do this. Like, you need, like, you, you need to make sure you're on track, um, which is kind of, like, like, I'm very, it's kind of making me sound very dependent and lazy, but to a degree, I very much am. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> No, I understand that because you know what the, like, the building I miss the most on campus is? What? The library. Oh. <laughs> Which is weird, but, like, I realize how much time I spent there, like, weekly. Yeah. So, like, and that's how, like, you know, I keep up with all my stuff. Because if it wasn't for there, like, I'd be screwed. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Like, I literally, no, I go there and I force myself to be there. You know, like, I'm like, yeah. you are going to do all the things you need and you're not going to go home till then. Yeah, I think more so for me, that whole, like, self-regulation thing, like, that panopticon, like, effect, where if I know I'm going to see you Tuesday and Thursday, I'm more inclined to do something Thursday, but if I'm not going to see you until God knows when, like, what incentive do I have to do the work that you gave me? You can't look at me funny, you can't really email me, because I just cannot respond, like, (laughs) I can avoid you. So it's yeah. just, there's like a lack of pressure on me to do anything. So I don't feel obligated to, you know? I 1000% understand that. Yeah. Um, but I guess going to something that Tim was saying, just with like avoiding news and stuff, I'm definitely like on the opposite end of that um, to where like, I really care about politics a lot and I have to stop myself from watching the news. Um, but also I don't kind of go into something Jack was saying that it's just kind of where you find comfort. I definitely feel more empowered watching things. I just have to be very selective about what I watch. Mm-hmm. Like I don't watch CNN or I don't, I don't watch news so much as I read it. Yeah. Just because I feel like I'm more in control. I'm not like I can control the frame, but I feel like I can kind of like, when, I, I when can your mind wants to shut off and not talk about it. You get the right. Beat. But I mean, you can transition from like news to news, to news, to news, to news when it's, you know, on television and just different visuals, it just, it doesn't help. It's just too much stimulation and it's typically just manipulative. Not to say that, you know, written journalism can't do that, but I think I can really like choose where I'm getting my source from. If I'm just watching like CNN or, you know, anything that I'd watch on television, 
to a certain degree, I'm already aware that like the 24 hour news cycle is trying to keep me attached to this. So I don't want to watch it because it's like, you're just going to keep telling me new information to make me scared. So I keep watching, but I yeah. feel like I'm reading things that are acknowledging kind of that 24 news cycle and being like, Hey, this is serious. These are things you need to know. Uh, go drink water. Like that's <laughs> like you know I, I feel like independent um like news outlets are really cognizant of like this isn't the end of the world but there are important things that you need to know mm-hmm. whereas people that are really reliant on like viewership and like ratings and numbers they're really honing in on like let's work up these graphics and call every possible thing breaking news when it's yeah. just you know but when i can definitely understand that yeah when it's like a random dude that like works for I don't know where but you know I don't know the post or whatever and he's just writing from like his apartment in New York City he's like in the thick of it and he's scared and he's worried worried but he's like phoned into some conference from the White House like he can be informative but he's probably not going to try and sensationalize it as much Mm -hmm. so it just makes me feel a lot more empowered to be like okay I know what's going on and I can ignore it at my own peril or like you know cry mostly cry (laughs) I've cried a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's all right. It's fair, dude. It's just whatever to, whatever to get the the time to pass. In my dude. opinion, <laughs> I cry just for like my two o'clock block. <laughs> it's like okay, like I'm feeling it. Let's go. And I'd be like, oh, it's three. Let's go eat. <laughs> I mean, like, I definitely agree with that because, like, the visuals is like, like you said, that's just like too much overstimulation, and like visuals, in my opinion, are very much like way more like like moving visuals like graphics just like it just makes your emotions just like heightened by that much more versus like you're reading words it's like very plain and like you can process it yourself and it's like you can like limit like how fast you're reading and stuff like that so it's like you can process more or like less in like a a faster amount of time and just like be able to like make your brain like wrap around like topics and subjects Yeah. yeah It's definitely, I mean, whatever works for people right now. I think I kind of want to know who to be mad at at the end of the, so I want to keep up (laughs) with who's doing what. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I can definitely see, I was talking to Renee. I don't know if either of you guys know her. She's, she was a senior this year. She lives in Buffalo and um, she's an artist. And I know she's been doing a lot of art right now and completely avoiding news and it's working for her, you know? And I, I, th- there's a lot of merit to not really watching the news right now because things change so much every day. Whatever yeah. you committed to knowing yesterday, it's probably just been rescinded like tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So, or they've developed something more on it. Like I remember, I mean, I think we talked about this on the first uh, podcast where I was like, oh, you, you can't be reinfected or they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, then you can be reinfected. Okay, I just... Or you can't I keep reading things that there's no verdict on it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think the same thing because I've I've seen headline. I mean, I mean, I've, for example, like I listened to this NPR thing today, and they were saying that there's been people in South Korea that have been retested positive. Really. You know? So I don't know what the difference between testing positive again is and being reinfected is. You know, because you might. They might find that you still have in your system, but you might not like have it. Uh, wait, wait, they reframed retested positive? Like like they said that verbatim retested positive? Well, they tested positive again. 
Uh, oh, okay. So they tested it. So again, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, that sounds like you can be reinfected. I, I don't, I mean, that seems clear. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause like, uh, like, 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 I think you could be like, you could have it in your system, but not show any symptoms, obviously. Cause like you've already like gone through the symptoms and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah, I don't even know if what like present antibodies necessarily means that you're still contagious. I don't know the limits of like contagion. I don't even think I want to know because I can't do anything. I do no. know, you know, you like know, what? Not so much, and that much is yeah. coming home and doing whatever you can do there. Right. Yeah. The one thing we do know is that those people who are uh, stocking up on food like before this happened and like all that stuff with like the apocalypse. Those doomsday Dude, those guys are, those people are just, they know. Wait, I was actually thinking about them yesterday. My mom came in with groceries and we're like bleaching everything down and like looking like doomsday. Like, you know, like insane people, but you gotta do what you gotta do. And um, we, uh, I, I was thinking like those people that like have astronaut food in their basement, and have like a year supply or even people that properly like plan for earthquakes here in California, like they are not batting an eye. Like they have as much toilet paper as they need, any dried food you can think of, like they are so set and I'm so sorry I've ever made fun of them. Um, I'm the joke. Dude, they're going Um, off. They're like, I told you, I told you. Yeah, they're like, it wasn't 2012, but it was 2020. It's kind of funny because my dad bought a I think year's supply of toilet paper, like two months ago. And Wait, so what? it's like, yeah, no, like he, he got so tired of buying toilet paper because like, I guess on like a normal time when we're not at home, you know, they they use a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> so I guess he went and, and ordered like a year supply off Amazon, you know? And so like, we have just like two huge things of toilet paper, like- That's actually like, hilarious. So like, yeah, like that was, we were all like, oh yeah, we're fine. Look at that. We have toilet paper forever now. Yeah. But I don't know how to use that much toilet paper because you don't, I mean, if I'm using it wrong, you know, you shouldn't have to use a lot. (laughs) This is, this is, you haven't been using toilet paper correctly. But also, one cool thing is, you know, all the people that got bidets, yeah. God bless them. <laughs> they knew it. They knew that that squirting that water up your butt, that that works. It, it does. That's all I have to say. Good for them. That's my answer. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Let's end it now. I've been thinking about that for the past couple of years, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you did it just on your downtime? Honestly, <laughs> just... The library time doing? Just thinking about <laughs> I mean, environmentally, it's also very self-sustainable. So like, I know. It's it's the fair. most perfect thing you could ever do. Oh, my God. Actually, speaking of environmentalism, I've been actually thinking about that a lot recently. Just how I think if we did, um, I don't even think socialize is the right word, but kind of continue that whole reuse process, how this could have been made to be a bit worse. That just single-use applications and stuff like that utensils whatever probably help to mitigate something 
Um, and that's been kind of trippy, <laughs> someone in environmental science <laughs> to think about. Um, and it sucks, but I feel like as my way out, that can just speak to sanitation. <laughs> like cleaning's still important. Um, mm -hmm. I think just because you guys are, you know, utilizing the same things, if we're gonna centralize transportation and or if we're gonna like socialize certain things, you have to make sure that it's up to code. Like I remember I was talking to Sammy maybe a week before she came on with us, and she was telling me about how everyone in New York was pissed off when Metro um, I think sent out some sort of mass message and said something along the lines of like, hey, we're gonna start cleaning in response to the COVID-19 crisis. We're gonna start cleaning um, all the trains twice a week. And everyone was like, wait, how much were you cleaning it before? And that's like a really big issue. If this is how you're responding to a crisis is now you're gonna clean something twice a week <laughs> when how many millions of people use the subway? If, if not, maybe that was kind of inflated. Thousands, I don't know. But it's just, it's insane regardless. I know that like in our, in our fraternity house, they clean the floors, I think, like the floors in everybody's room, you know, they clean it once a year. Oh, word. Oh. And so like, I know, yeah, like we have the responsibility to clean our own room, you know, like that makes sense and all, but just like how gross most no, people's floors are. No, it's, it's super gross. <laughs> it's insanely gross. And to think about, I don't know, that's someone's personal space. Like, I can't imagine how, how poorly, like, just shared spaces are. Because, I mean, I, I definitely see what's the point in wasting money and cleaning a lobby when someone's just going to dirty it up tomorrow. Like, they're going to probably do, like, surface sleeping and stuff. But when it comes to, like, counters or even using pens, like, I don't even want to think about how many people probably contracted this just from you know, like the shared use of something. And it's it's crazy to think about just with trying to like eliminate single use products. It's probably something that I don't know how much of a change it's made, if anything, but I can imagine it's probably prevented a, a number of people from catching anything just because they use something single use instead of, you know, grabbing someone else. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but going back on a back to environmentalists, like environmentalist thinking in like New York real quick. I read a couple like years ago that like the metros in New York and certain parts of New York aren't being like held up because like they know in a few years that like it's going to be underwater. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember where I read that from or how I read it or how I came upon it. I'm pretty sure oh it was a TED God. talk. I'm pretty sure it was a TED That's talk. Sweet. Wait. Like, <laughs> That's so screwed up. Okay. Yeah, but like that's why like the Metro, I'm pretty sure, is just not cleaned that often because like they know that like in a few years from now, probably ten years, like the water level is gonna rise up and it's just gonna fuck New York, in California. Hey, hey, hey! hey. I, no, I'm being no. honest. I'm being honest. No, we're not the only way. I'm not gonna lie. No, there are marinas that I remember going to as a kid that I'm like yo, yo, <laughs> it was not this close before. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you also, your salt line at any point in the next, like, five years is Calm just down. like... Literally, just, I don't need it right now. Your whole <laughs> life is go. just on, in peril, you know? You could... Or we could stop, because <laughs> this doesn't help anyone right now. I get that. Speaking All of right. people in peril right now, let's shift this. There's, like, crap going down in the south. What is it, hurt? No, tornadoes? 
tornadoes. tornadoes. Yes. Yeah, tornadoes. People are getting, sorry, that was going to sound really insensitive. I was going to say they're getting wrapped, but they're actually like, it's, it's going down. It's going down. Nature does not is. stop because we have bigger problems right now. We do. It's Dude, scary. Nature's going at us. Yeah. You know, the theory of like the coronavirus is like Mother Nature just like destroying us. She's having enough of our shit. Yeah, those posts are kind of annoying. They're kind of coronavirus. I'm like, please go in a hole. But like that made me that made me just think like how better off the Earth would be without people. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, so much better. I mean, it's already, amazing. already. It's wait, it's kind of reminiscent of that scene in um <laughs> in Endgame where Captain America's like, I saw a well in the Hudson the other day. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. like half the population's gone. I haven't seen a meme like that. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Oh, I saw, I, I saw a meme that was uh, it goes 2020, 2020, I mean, 2020 is gonna be my year, and then it's actual 2020, and it's just like a pile of shit. <laughs> 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 I saw I, this, and this year's not what I think anyone intended it to be. Oh, for sure not. I saw a TikTok about a. It was like, it was like a person like grab my hand. And it's like 2020, and it was like the person in 2019. I'm like, okay, let's go, 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 go. And like the person is just like, no, I don't want to do this. And it's just like, COVID yeah. oh, <laughs> coronavirus. It's just like all this stuff, and I was just like, wow, yeah. that hit hard. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely. What's up, Jack? Oh, I thought it was funny, and I might have mentioned it last time or even the time before that. But I remember in January, I was genuinely scared. I mean, I wasn't genuinely scared, but I had, like, a, a certain thought that I was going to get drafted in the military. Uh, oh, yeah, World War Three. Iran. You know, and I, yeah. I, I genuinely, like, I was like, oh, no, this could really happen because, you know, people are just kind of crazy right now. And yeah. then it just, you know, two months later, it's just like, oh. Hey, I'm still here, but hey, look, I'm stuck inside. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I also this is something I don't know. I thought was really weird. I feel like on paper, granted, this is not a good situation, and there's totally people that are struggling a lot more than me right now. Um, but I feel like on paper, this situation seems a lot worse than it actually has been for a lot of people, at least a lot of Americans. Like I. I think I probably said this in the first podcast, but I, I was watching um, a video of like Big Brother UK, like that reality show where like people compete and they live in a house together for like a season. Yeah. But right now they're doing like it in Australia or something. And they went inside the house before this went down. So they left the world. Things were good. And all of this has kind of been escalating since they've been in sequestration and like they Wait, don't know they what's know going on. And they don't have, huh? Do they know about the coronavirus? So, okay. So I, I watch the U.S. version like almost every year, like since I was a kid. The only time they ever connected someone to the outside world was for 9-11. And it was because someone's family member worked in the World Trade Center. So like they really don't like give them access to anything happening on the inside, but they gave them one coronavirus update. And they were just like, I just want you guys to know over the past few months, uh, there's been a number of like, statewide i think it was um australia or no it wasn't australia because australia is kind of doing they're not really doing much right now i think it was the uk they talked about how everything's shutting down uh they contacted all of their loved ones some of their family was in italy so that was a trip because this was back when that was really going down um and they just kind of left 
the way they were describing it, like saying everyone's in quarantine and stuff, it sounds a lot worse than people being stuck in their house, you know? Mm-hmm. Just hearing the way that they were describing it to people that like have no idea what this looks like, they're just being told that people are being quarantined in their house and everything shut down, basically the world's on hold. It, it sounds a lot worse than I think it's actually been for at least a number of people that I know. And that's really fortunate, but yeah. That was a long-winded way of saying this sounds worse on paper. Yeah. I mean, it could be a lot, yeah, it could be a lot worse because we could be having World War Three, and this could be going on. Yeah. Oh, that might happen. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that yet, man. You know, I mean, like, it could be happening, like, in, like, not, the full force. You, you know, better like, knock on wood, because next, next thing in 2020 is World War III. And please stop. Nah, dude. Nah. I think we'll be fine. We're fine. Yeah, we should be. I, I think mean, but should... I also said that about this, like, a month ago. <laughs> but anyway, does anybody have any fun summer plans? Uh, not at the moment. I was, like looking for jobs before this all happened and now I just lost all hope of looking for a job so I'm just gonna try to stay with my job that I have right now and this doesn't pay much so oh yeah yes yeah, also time to save money yeah I have no money to save okay that's fair yeah <laughs> how do you Tim I if anything I I really this is this is I really hope that this is gonna help me learn how to save my money like super hard yeah because i'm really bad at money management not gonna lie it's the uber eats that gets you for quarantine <laughs> no I've, I've cooked i haven't really ordered anything out i've just been cooking recently i ordered one thing and it was a chicken sandwich actually big development i'm not vegetarian anymore yo i knew that was dropping what but anyway that was for 10 um sorry <laughs> Yeah, so I ordered a chicken sandwich with a just really good chicken sandwich down the street, you know, but it was $40. What? Yeah, the order ended up being $40. Jeez. The Uber Eats guy, you know. And How much is the sandwich itself, typically? I think it was like $12. Jeez. Jack, you got got. Yeah, no, so then I, I didn't do anything after that because that's, <laughs> that's a lot of money right there. That is. Yes. It kind of shamed me into into submission, as as I would say. <laughs> like, no, can't do that again. I think yeah. like, the only thing I've ordered in this quarantine was like two pizzas with my dad and my brother. Mm. Shout out Pizza Hut. Yes. Shout out. Support small businesses like Pizza Hut. But I think federally really, really a small business. <laughs> I don't think it is. I feel bad now. It isn't at all. <laughs> I was joking. Oh, no. <laughs> but I have seen a lot of, like, YouTube videos, because I, I watch a lot of cooking videos, because I love to cook. And, mm. like, Joshua Wiseman, like, Binging with Babbage, like, all those guys, like, they, like, hey. like, all those things just, like, have, like, a, like, the organization thing where, like, they, like, where, like, you order a lot of food, and then you cook the leftovers. Oh. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Like they have I was a watching a lot of the Good Appetit with Brad Leone. Brad. I, Brad. Love I love Brad. Dude, it's a lie. <laughs> Him and Maddie Matheson. Maddie <laughs> Matheson. It's so, uh, it's so good. I'm not doing anything with it. I still just kind of uh, 
boil a, a can of beans and look for spare rice. <laughs> you got some beans? Yeah, we got to stock up on but some beans so we can keep going. I once, went to, I once went to Puerto Rico last summer, and I went with a friend and my brother and his girlfriend, and we all stayed in this really nice Airbnb together. And so we went to the grocery store the first time, and I was like, and I, was, I wasn't tight on money, but I wanted to save some money for school, you know? Yeah. So my friend and I bought beans and rice, like a large bag of beans and rice. We're just like, okay, this is going to be our meal, you know, because we're going to probably spend the majority of our money on alcohol, you know, just how, how it was. And so then like, <laughs> go and, and my brother and his girlfriend, you know, are just cooking like these extravagant meals. And it's just me and my friend Andrew eating beans and rice just out of a bowl and looking over the, at them and they'd be like, yeah, you guys need to learn how to be an adult. Like, beans and rice are not going to make survive on you. I'm not going to survive on beans and rice this whole time. You know, but we were like, don't tell us that. So for a week, we just ate beans and rice and peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I mean, like, in all honesty, plenty of people live off beans and rice. Like, I know. Yeah. I love beans and rice. Super effective. Yeah. Put a bay leaf in it. You can't even tell it's not upscale. You're good. Yeah. Also, you can put ranch in your beans and rice, and you know that just makes everything better. Dude, what I what I did um, so before I came into uh, Allegheny my summer before I went on a two week road trip. I told you this about this, Mose. Um, but like, I basically lived off of peanut butter and bread sandwiches, canned tuna, and oh, spaghetti. Like it's spaghettios. Like Campbell's chicken noodle soup and stuff like that, and just like this is like canned corn canned green beans like all that stuff is just like a dollar and like you could eat like two cans two dollars a meal and just like yeah i took like a two-week road trip with two of my friends and we went across like the u.s like visiting national parks so that's sick super minimalistic like just eating and sleeping in tents for two weeks straight and it was very really really cool and like so traveling is actually very cost efficient. Like the only thing that costs a lot was gas and like going into the national parks themselves. But if we got the na- like the annual national pass, which is only like a hundred dollars, we could have like dropped our prices by like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Oh wow! Okay, I'm kind of telling on myself. I didn't know that it costs money to go to a national park. I thought that was just like a public space. Yeah. Whoa, that's awkward. Yeah, national parks are like twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah, Milan is actually. Wait, not just to go to it, right? To enter to the park, yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, in Yellowstone, you can't get into Yellowstone without going through the Grand Tetons. And so we had to go through the Grand Tetons. That costs, like, 30 bucks. And then going into Yellowstone costs, like, 20 bucks. That's insane. If you guys know Noah Milne, which I'm pretty sure all of you guys know Noah Milne. Yes, sir. He's working at a Washington uh, National Park in Washington, right? I think so. Yeah, he's right going now? in two weeks. Yeah. It's still on. Like for him. Washington State? Yeah. Wow. Where's he staying? Uh, he at the park. An apartment with his girlfriend and. Oh, friend. okay. Oh, okay. That's Jenna. what I was Yes. Shout out Noah Millen and Jenna Nash if you're listening to this. That'd be, oh, dude. I'd be scared to be in Washington right now. Well, I guess actually they've gotten better. Yeah. I was honestly really mad when, like, the campus, like, kicked out people who, like, lived in Washington and stuff like that. 
so stupid. I was so stupid. I was like literally livid. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, their basis was like to like stop the spread, but like, pe- you're forcing people to go back to areas that has like high yeah. emission rates and like, I don't know. Yeah, Granted, no, it- that was during spring break, and I was in South Carolina in Hilton Head drinking my ass off on the beach so. no you were one of the spring breakers yeah right? yeah no. you would be one of, the, one of the spring breakers on this podcast how about that oh my god do you know how many of my sisters i denounced i like completely condemned for going to florida just all of them absolutely okay, we didn't go to florida them. we went to hilton head there was like one case in, the, in all of hilton head really during that time yeah and we were, at a Disney, we were at a Disney resort, so we only, like, we went to the beach by ourselves and just, like, we didn't socialize with anybody else. And we just hung out. We you actually don't have to socialize to transmit. Wait, what? You don't have to socialize with anyone to transmit anything. You just have to be in the vicinity or touch something. Yeah, but, like, it's sand. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I also... So, I guess, to- how serious... How serious did you take this back on campus? Like, 1 to 10, compared to where you are now, 1 to 10, where were you at the point before we left? Before we left, even after we left, like, spring break, like, until I came back home home, I did not take it nearly as seriously as I do now. Yeah, that's fair. I took it, like, I would say, like, a 1 out of 10, just because Really. like, yeah, like, I mean, because, like, everything I do, like, I'm, I'm pretty sanitary myself, so, like, I yeah, don't yeah. need to change myself. Like, I, like, the, the things that I changed, like, slightly were, like, I didn't really handshake anymore. I kind of, like, elbow tapped people mm-hmm. when I was down them up. And, like, that's basically it. Like, after that, and then, then when I came home, I was like, oh, this is serious. Because, like, my brother was like, I work in a hospital, you have to quarantine yourself. Like, I, I'm not risking, like, lose, like, not... Not getting paid and working for like that two week period and I was like you're right I'm gonna stay in the basement and not do anything so yeah. like, that's when I finally took it seriously dang yeah I feel like I don't know anyone that's actually serious I know we got like a four I, I was about success the fact that that was my priority I think that kind of shows that I wasn't I didn't think this was that big of a deal I thought it was kind of blown out of proportion but I was definitely still keeping distance just in case. But yeah, baby's for real now. I feel like there's there's steps to taking this seriously, you know, because you start to like make changes to your life so you can take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And then those changes become like your actual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So like you kind of forget why you changed it in the first place. You know, or not, not forget, but, like, you're like, oh, yes, I have to do this. Yeah. And so, like, now, I would say, like, I still take it very seriously. But I just feel like that all the precautions I take make it so that it doesn't have to be that serious. If yeah. You know what I mean. Like, in reality, like, if people were doing what they're supposed to be doing, like, washing their hands after using the restroom or just sneezing and stuff like that, I feel like this situation would be less less severe. Also, it's wild yeah. how many people did not um, wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Yeah, that's that's I disgusting. Didn't... 
Yeah, I'm really put off by that because I guess kind of like you, Tin, I'm a pretty social person and I'm pretty like physically affectionate. I just touch and hug everyone. Yeah. But like, I'm also kind of a germaphobe, so I wash my hands more than I should. Like, I'm always ashy for it. I'm never not. And now I'm kind of like, I know most of those fuckers <laughs> didn't wash their hands. I think if you don't wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, you're getting it. You don't deserve right. You don't deserve it. <laughs> you don't. That's my big don't. Thing. That's kind of because there's also like the the the, the counter argument is like oh it makes sure you system harder like like eating like have you seen like those like uh like don't rub your hands like rub some dirt on your wounds and stuff like that where it's like oh yeah boost your immune system right yeah builds up your immunity yeah there's not... also people that pr- that probably have like syphilis and they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> If you don't talk about it, you don't have it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've literally never heard that. <laughs> I was, uh, I think it was a TikTok or an Instagram thing. I've, I've been watching way too much TikTok recently. But, like, it was, like, a guy giving a presentation. He was, like, all right, I want everyone to clap for me real quick. And, three, and like, on the count of three. One, two, three. And everyone claps. And he was, like, all right. And that's how fast you can get gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, wow. That's... Uh, uh, true, you know. And so, like, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You gotta wash your hands and be safe. Be safe around yeah, these parts awesome. because these parts are gonna get you. Yeah. Shout out, to stay safe by the Tiny Meat Gang. <laughs> oh, I forgot about yeah. them. I like those people. They're very, I, they're so funny in my opinion. Like, I, 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 I think know Miller, funny dude, funny dude. I forgot. I was gonna ask something. How are we doing on time, Jack? I don't know. I mean, I thought typically you have. I I feel like when I forget about the time, you're like, oh, we're an hour. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I think it's like an hour or something, but I think it's a little over an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot. I was going to ask something, but I don't remember. Washing hands, Has anybody met any nice people over quarantine? Not a single person. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to socialize. I'm not really socializing. And, like, what's the point of, like, talking to someone if you can't, like, meet up with them, in my opinion? Like, I'm not going to, like, browse through Tinder, like, DM someone, like, oh, I want to get to know you and, like, not have, like, a social interaction. Because I believe, like, overall, like, making, like, a connection, like, having an actual relationship, you need to, like, actually see them face-to-face and actually talk to them. Yeah, like, that's a good point. I don't like, like texting or like or even just like like facetiming even like yeah it's better than like nothing but like if anything i prefer to have like an actual conversation see their body language see like like what like their thoughts are talk to them not like having a text where it's like oh they can like ponder the thought and then like yeah yeah you know actually you just reminded me what it was and it was about industries are actually benefiting from this yeah, that's, what I was, that's why my whole thing was about, because I, I read on New York Times that, uh, like, Tinder was, was like, bumble, like, huge right now. I, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't understand that, because, like, if you're doing the service that you're supposed to be doing, you're not supposed to be meeting up with those people. Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, I think the bare minimum right now is just social interaction. Like, there's a ton of millennials that live alone, and... 
absolutely any conversation with like a new person's probably interesting. I honestly wouldn't put it past myself in a month or two to download a dating app to make friends. Mm-hmm. I totally wouldn't put it past myself, like just to see what's up. Like, hey, want absolutely nothing. Like, you know, I don't know, ice cream? Omegle. Omegle? No! Dude, that has to be popping off. That has to be popping off. Actually, no, I went on Omegle the other day with my brother. It was really Omegle has to be popping off, dude. We saw some things we never want to see. Imagine what happened during quarantine. If, like, on a Tuesday in middle school, I saw the things that I saw, imagine what's happening, like, now. It's crazy. Like, I don't... Insane. I don't... Oh, my God. Omegle right now? Insane. I don't know. But I, I know, yeah probably any social app is really killing it right now um probably television's had a resurgence because i mean people don't stay home long enough to really watch tv or they're on youtube but mm-hmm. i've definitely watched more TV since i've been home yeah. and I have, like Nielsen box mm-hmm. like my don't matter or my viewership doesn't matter but probably like cable's doing really well right now yeah that's fair like electric and gas coming you're probably doing really well because everyone only wants to stay warm yeah yeah nah build yourself the immunity sleep with the window open yeah i sleep with the window open i sleep i don't sleep with the window open i sleep in a basement there's no windows wait ten where do you live uh, i live in columbus like in uh, york oh okay yeah you said that <laughs> i was like new york city nah um i yeah we like I used to, like this used to be like a we have we live in like a one story house so it's like we have like three bedrooms but like one bedroom is my dad's one bedroom is our brother's and then we have like a roommate um, and so like I needed to find a place so we refurbished our basement can you go real quick and so I live in here that's sick though it's pretty yeah. sweet yeah that's sick and that's my room in there I'm not gonna show you like kind of messy that's fair here's my room. We're not doing a room thing. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's my crib right there. I've been playing a lot more video games lately. Oh yeah, what have you been playing? League of Legends. League of Legends. Because I left Legends. my I, have no- I, left, I left my Xbox at college. Um, because obviously I wasn't taking things seriously, and I didn't think I wouldn't be able to come back. So I. Basically, just brought my backpack and clothes. And so I only have my laptop. And I've just been playing PC games like Lee Legends. I'm That's playing fair. a lot of Minecraft. Minecraft. I like it. I kind of love that. I, uh, I remember doing the Hunger Games one a lot when I was in middle I feel that. I, I used I to work a lot I, of I just lost in my week. What? What's up? I used to I watch a lot of- <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait, what? Right. I was saying, I don't know. <laughs> I was saying, I about yesterday, and that's been a wild ride. It's fair. I was just saying that uh, I watched like, a lot of Hunger Games, like Minecraft videos back in like- Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. No, I- so my stepbrother, he broke his jaw. At the beginning of this so he's had his jaw wired shut since like uh what day is it yeah like april 2nd or something like that and so like he started playing minecraft and then i started playing minecraft 
And so like, he's like super good at it, you know, and he's super artistic in the first place. So it's yeah. like, he makes like so many things. And then I, like, I've been trying to do it. I'm not artistic whatsoever. Nah, nah, you're good. You got this. But like, you got a vision. it's so fun. I also really enjoyed watching like the parkour, parkour videos in Minecraft. Yeah. Those are sick. I want to make a parkour race, like obstacle course, but that's just like so time consuming. Yeah, that, it takes a lot of like effort. Yeah. It's the only thing about Minecraft, you really have to like, it's not, it's not anything you can play and just kind of like play it, you know? It's a tedious task, yeah. It's very tedious. Yeah, even things that you try and use to get your mind off of things still require some sort of attention and responsibility. I don't even like it. Even starting a show, I'm like, should I finish it? I haven't even finished Tiger King. I watched the first episode and I was like, this is too much. Nope, I'm not watching any of those things. The only no. things I'm, I'm yeah. ever going to watch right now are anime and that's it. Yeah. Yep. What anime are you watching? Um, I'm currently rewatching Samurai Champlo, which Ooh. is like a really good. Like, if you know Cowboy Bebop or anime at all, like, it's the same guy who made that. And it's just a very, like, it's like a hip hop based, like, kind of style in, like, samurai periods. Yeah. The samurai period, which is kind of sick. It's just like a good, like, mix of, like, feeling. I'm going to try to get into anime this week. Dude, you should. Anime will change your life. I bet it will. I tried, I tried and I can't get into it. I think I said previously last week on the podcast that I thought that anybody who watched anime watched it to be cool. But I think I've changed my mind because so many people have recommended that I watch anime that I'm, I'm yeah. going to do. All of my, my best friends grew up watching anime and I didn't know until recently because it just became socially acceptable. <laughs> it's so weird. I never knew that they watched it. I wouldn't have cared, but now that all of us have been watching it since birth and yeah. I just I'm the only one that has it. It's weird. It's fair. What kind of anime have you watched that like threw you off? Um my hero wait yeah. no. It I don't know. It was one where this kid is like super powerful. Oh wait. Um No, no, no. No, I would have known. <laughs> it's one where this kid's super powerful and he like fights fights ghosts. Oh, uh, bleach. Mm-mm. No? No. No. It's something Wait, Elijah would know cuz he showed me. I'm going to figure out the name. Um, but yeah, I think, truth be told, I think I just don't like the style of animation. And that's true for me with even, like, some American shows. Like, I, I'm, like, a really big fan now, but I remember, like, maybe when it first came out, I couldn't get through it just because the animation, like, pissed me off. It just, it just got under my skin. Rick and Morty, it's, um, mm -hmm. like, the Back to the Future spoof. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I couldn't get through the first season of that just because I hated it. And then I went back to it maybe, like, a year later, and I was like, oh, this is I think I just need some time to get used to the animation. Um, ghosts and Powerful Kid. I've never heard of that anime whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, like, anime in general, like, I think it's really cool because, like, it it dives into a lot of different things that you can't really do with, like, live TV shows, like, like, fictional TV shows. 
Um, and that's totally true. There's like just a range of like things I didn't even know were options in anime. Yeah. And it's it's pretty sick. Like one one anime like dives into like death and like philosophy a lot is uh not a lot, but like it's a twelve episode series called Death Parade. And it's basically about like these people who like aren't human and they they put together two people and put them in like life or death situations and see how they react and decide who goes to heaven and who like who goes to the void just like they don't get anything and they just like are nothing anymore mm-hmm. and who gets to be reincarnated. There it's is really interesting. It like it shows you like yeah like essentially it's like yeah oh, yeah people are yeah. like that and like life. It's just like very like a philosophical sense and like the same thing with like Samurai Champloo. There's a lot of like underlying like tones and like metaphors and it's just like really interesting in my opinion there was a netflix uh anime that got turned into a live action netflix movie mob psycho i don't think so but it's called death note no sorry that was mine oh don't do death note oh mob psycho is like yeah i can understand the animation we have to it's really like hard to get into for mob psycho but um death note i don't know it's it's overhyped, in my opinion. The movie was terrible. Yeah, the movie was... I actually kind of like the movie. I like the, the idea of it, you know? It was like, I like the idea of the movie, but, like, if... It, it, it shouldn't have been, like, oh, this is Death Note. It should have been, like, oh, this is just, like, a little ode to Death Note. Because it didn't really, like, do anything that the, the series itself actually made itself out to be. I'll take you know? that into account. Um... Yeah. I also like a lot of like um I don't know it's a lot it's like really hard because like in this day and age like a lot of people like really short animes because like they don't like time investment <laughs> but like now people have so much time yeah um I think like a lot of them are really good like uh what's a good one um like like some of the sports animes are actually really cool like Kuroko no Basket, Haikyuu, which is Kuroko no Basket's about basketball and Haikyuu's about volleyball. And it, like, I can totally do with the volleyball ones. I love volleyball with everything. You me. should read Haikyuu. Well, watch Haikyuu then. It's pretty sick. It it's, like, talks about like Haikyuu. H-A-I-K-U-K-Y-U-U. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones because like it's just like it, it's like dives into like high school kids and like how they're dealing with like volleyball and like what they should do to improve themselves and like deals with their like mental like philosophies and stuff like that. And it's just really cool. That, yeah, I feel like more recently I've started to like shows about high school kids or like coming of age stories, even though we just kind of like ended that part of our lives. But the it's, nostalgia. It's, really, it's the nostalgia that we want to go back to. No, but I'm like the nostalgia of what, like three years ago? Like, I just turned 20. I don't know why I'm so nostalgic for, like, 19. Time is illusion, dude. (laughs) Time is illusion. No, it's fair. But it's really interesting now seeing, like, movies like 8th grade or, like, just just really any movie that's supposed to chronicle, like, someone's coming-of-age story and me feeling like, I remember those days and being like, God, I hated those days. Dude, last night I watched Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, Oh, great movie. Great movie of my adolescence that, was, <laughs> that is such a good movie when she doesn't come when like she yeah, don't spoil it uh, yeah. just letting you know yeah. I, I cried 
I cried. Bridget's a terrible. No, if you don't cry, <laughs> you're something's wrong. All right, at this point, Bridget Terabithia is like 15 years old. So if you haven't seen it by now, no, 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 no. We we preserve the beauty of Bridget Terabithia. If you haven't seen it, on YouTube for free. Just letting you know. <laughs> if some when YouTube makes something free, when a production company won't even charge you to screen it. It might not be the best. No, no, no. Maybe. It was like a free stream. It was like illegal. But like, shh. Oh, ah, okay. Because I know sometimes on YouTube, you'll see that they're like, I don't even want to charge you for this. And they'll just give you like, like Tommy was so's the room. I'm pretty sure I can find that for free on YouTube. Yeah. I have been watching a lot more movies recently. You have been? I have been. Movies are so yeah. much easier to watch than like full on like TV shows. Yeah. yeah. Like we, when this first started, I watched Neighbors and Neighbors Two, and that really made me miss college. Oh, yeah, it's, dude, I, the fact that fall is even up in question is kind of really hitting me. I feel like anything with college in a movie would really send me. Oh yeah, it's, it was it was really bad. I was like, no, dude, I can't. I just want to go back to college. I see can't my friends. believe this is a question. I can't believe it. I just can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask what would that look like, but I guess just more of this. There's really nothing to figure out. It's just accepting it if it comes down to it, you know? Yeah. We'd probably, it'd probably be the least amount of transition. I mean, going back to school would probably be the most taxing thing. I'd want to, but having to adjust to whatever weird protocols they have or even having to get tested ourselves before going back to campus. Like it was, testing for coronavirus is like really painful. Really? Yeah. I, I heard the nasal mm -hmm. ones are, yeah. There are more things other than the nasal one? Yeah, just the mouth one. Uh, At least I heard in California they stopped doing the nasal ones. Because uh, they were like, the mouth one works and it doesn't kill people, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like, can't even make jokes about people being killed. Even if it's not Corona, I just feel bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they can do that. Also, it seems easy for them to administer. I guess it's processing it now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But once we get out of this, it, well, we're a good bunch of people, you know? I mean, we, we've honed our, our, our self-love skills. We've We've learned how to adapt to really difficult situations. Our resume is going to be insane. We're all going to have mullets too, and it's going to be dope. Yeah, but we're still all going to be unemployed. Uh, yeah. I mean, for the this year, the seniors for this year are really walking into a weird landscape. Like, I don't. <sighs> I, I really like, feel for Because, like, this year, with all the seniors graduating, there's going to be those many people who are unemployed because they can't find a job. Because people yeah. will be hiring. And then next year, when I graduate, there are going to be still be those people who are looking for jobs. And I'm not going to lie, my GPA isn't the best, and my resume isn't the best. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Especially because like, I can't find an internship now, and I can't find like, a good work job that like, fits my academic mm -hmm. studies. So it's just like, okay. But also, I think we are looking at the we're looking at the worst case scenario. We're not looking at the best case scenario. 
or even the the not worst but not best case scenario like the middle ground i think this is the middle ground to be honest because like one we're gonna have to deal with inflation that's gonna be people out of jobs we're gonna put we're gonna be dealing with people looking for jobs and yes people will find those jobs but they're still gonna be hard because i'm pretty sure not a lot of people are gonna be retiring after the next two years which will open up more jobs because of this instance so like I don't think we're going to have a big work, like enough like jobs to fill the, the gap of people who go to college and graduate and are looking for jobs now. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the available jobs depend on us, like specific skill sets. And I don't know that people are equipped just to jump into that workforce. Like mm-hmm. people can't go into whatever industry is doing well, because I mean, for instance, hop like hospice right now is probably hiring. Like, I remember hearing, I think actually my mom told me the other day that they were releasing med students like three months early just so they can have more hands-on, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not like any one of us could just go into hospice to try and make exactly. a buck. Like, it just, it isn't an option. That's scary. Damn. Yeah, I know my summer job is definitely, I typically work at an internship, like in architecture. And granted, I do most of my work online anyways. So I remember I emailed them maybe last month, um, just kind of in anticipation. And they were like, yeah, things are still good, but I still don't really know what that's going to look like, you know? Yeah. But I may just have to work from home, which I'm totally cool with, but it'll just definitely be different because I really rely on, you know. Like, yeah. The peeps. That's funny. Tin's going to pee. Yeah. <laughs> you sent it in a message to us. <laughs> I mean, I'll just, it didn't work out though because, yeah. So I feel that I, I'm, my job this summer, I'm pretty sure, is to uh, Pittsburgh pedal boats. You know, which I take people on a tour of the city on a pedal uh, pedal boat as they wait. Drive. Jack, I would kill for you to give me a tour. What? Yeah, yeah. That's so sick. Dude, I, I feel like, oh, you're, you'd be such a good tour guide. That's so sick. Have you trained already? Uh, I used to be a tour guide for Ducky Tours. Before. I don't know what that is, Jack. You know, it's, this, it's this thing that goes around um, Pittsburgh in a duck boat. You know, like one of those boats, amphibious vehicles. This is insane. No, I've never heard of this. Yeah, no. So I had that job for about a month, and I was training for it. But at the time... I was not prepared because I was kind of a senior in high school and it was the last like two last month of it, you know, yeah. so I was just kind of like had the vibe of, oh, I don't really have to try in a lot of things right now, you know, and also I was pretty whipped at the time too and just paying attention to the things that, you know, a girl that really wasn't going to pan out in the future, you know. Are you talking about the same girl? Wh- which one? Wait, what? No, 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 no. The high school girlfriend? We're not talking about yes, her? Yes, yes, that was her. But anyway, oh. you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't spending the time that I should have, so I kind of got fired because I kind of sucked. You know, but I've always wanted redemption, and this is kind of my redemption. Fair. <laughs> this is your redemption. I know, but also it's, it starts May 15th, so I don't know if I'll actually have it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his jobby. Oh. Yeah, you missed it in the bathroom. At least my hand smells like peaches now. I know, that's, that's the great thing. <laughs> and 
And at least they're clean. That's what we like to hear. Clean in quarantine. Clean in quarantine. Oh, well. Well. Does anybody well. have any lasting thoughts they want to give us? Um, go on walks. All right. I love a good walk. I love a good walk. I, me and my brother, like, on and off when he's not working, we've been walking, like, 10 miles, and we, we just got, like, my, dad, my brother just got a bike, and I'm getting a bike this week. I'm going to start biking. I know. Actually, I, I, I have a cool kind of thought. So I was reading this Reddit thread from a uh, guy that used to be in prison, and he was, he was kind of saying that um, certain parts of being in quarantine are like being in prison, you know, in, in the best way is you got to have a routine and like keep yourself busy. So he's saying he goes on like 20 walks a day, you know? And, like, Wait, Shaylin, what's the power button? Oh, wait, anyway, I think she, anyway. Oh, are you still there? I'm still there. Oh, my bad, guys. My bad, people. But anyway, I think uh, Shaylin um, is off right now, but that's okay. But when I was finishing my story is that like, yeah, like go and go and make, a, make yourself a routine. That's fair. I think a, it's really hard to get into the group of a routine, especially with like social media and stuff like that. Like I find myself falling asleep at like 4 a.m. sometimes, and then I find myself falling asleep at 10, 10 p.m. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. It really be I like definitely that. agree with that. Sorry, I'm really negligent with my computer and I kind of messed up the power button. So now every time I slightly touch it, it's like done. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of played myself, but. Yes, but. So thank you all for coming today. <laughs> thank you for having yeah. us. Thanks for coming on, Tim. No worries. Stay safe. Yes. This is probably my first social interaction in like seven years. Nice. <laughs> That's what we to see. Yep. All right. Well, all right. So this has been. Oh, you want to do it? No, just wash your hands. That's all I got to say. Wash your hands. This has been uh, Alleghenians versus the coronavirus. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Yes. Peace out. Peace. Homies. See ya.